them hammerheads. I'm swimming with them sharks, and they ain't getting fed. Shout out to, shout out to. No one, you idiots. I did this by my fucking self. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Armchair Reference Podcast. I am your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that almost picked his uh, seasons right, Baycock. And I'm the bearded brother from another mother. You know me from the Twitter burner accounts, the one, the only, Chip Bayless. Well, Chip, I went O for. Well, a lot. Yeah, actually, you won one one of the wild card games. I I said the Titans were built to beat the Patriots. We called did the Titans. I not? We did call the Titans. Um, Vikings winning. Uh, New Orleans. Here here's the thing. As soon as you see Minnesota in your playoff schedule, you might as well just kiss your hopes and dreams goodbye of a fucking Super Bowl because apparently they just have your fucking number. Can that, we agree on that? That game. I'll give the Vikings that. That was a... Although, although, I will agree with that the uh, Dalvin Cook touchdown was not a touchdown. He did not break break the plane. That 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 should never have stood. You're talking about that. I'm talking like right at the end of the game. You're talking like not even the Kevin Rudolph. You don't think that wasn't a push-off? I think there was a little bit of jostling going on there, but that could have gone both ways, if you ask me. There was, there was a lot from the defender and there was a lot from him so that's true now we just gotta listen to the saints fans during the offseason completely this team just loves controversy and that's why we always bring the salt for every playoff game that's why they got salt for christmas salt bay (laughs) this is why we need to start videoing (laughs) (laughs) um the bills all i can say is as in the words of Spongebob, you soiled it, soiled it, soiled it. How do you blow a 16 to nothing lead, Buffalo? How? As in the words of Adam Sandler, you blew it! I, I'm sitting there watching that game, and I'm just like, are they really going to... 16, gonna... you were up 16. 16 zip. Nada, zippo, nothing, nil. As for our UK viewers, nil. 16, nil. Josh Allen, though, I will give a lot of respect to because Hell he, of a guy. Hell of a quarterback. He's going to be... He's going to be something. He's going to be fun to watch years down the road. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to touch on this Tennessee. Yes, this is what I've been waiting for. They... We called, we called it last perfectly. week. We called it last week. We said the Titans are built to beat New England. And then Babel pulls out a Bill Belichick trick on Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick is losing his fucking mind about it. <laughs> they took like two whole minutes off the clock. Off the clock yes. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every last second of it. Gave Bill and then those, his own medicine. It was beautiful. And then those dumbasses ju- wind up in the neutral zone, and let him do it again. <laughs> Think about this, too, is like when Tennessee, like, basically buried them so far back in their freaking territory. I and was it like, was a great punt, yeah. It was a beautiful was... punt. And he's, like, there was no way Brady was going to take that team all the way down 99 yards. There was no way. And as soon as Brady threw that pick six, I'm like, that's it. Done. Greatest meme ever is that pick to Titanic music. 
<laughs> I, I love Denver Glass. Every, every single time I see it, I I, I play it, and that I just Celine get a nice Dion song goes with, just just goes great with any kind of like epic failure sports moment ever. That are great achievement sports moments. That too, like you know, like Bryce Harper's walk off, his first ever in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. <laughs> that was beautiful as well. <laughs> or Mike, uh, not not Mike Davis. Uh, I can't think of. Think of it, Chris right? Davis, Auburn, yes, Chris, the kick Chris, six. No, Chris Davis for the Baltimore Orioles. Whenever oh. he finally broke that like 0 for 42 streak that he was on, and he got like <laughs> a little lazy duck single into freaking right field. Uh-huh. That was beautiful. <laughs> I thought you were talking like the Chris Davis, Auburn, Alabama well, kick that six. that too. That too. That's another great <laughs> moment. Um, the Seahawks Eagles game. I predicted that right, so I guess I was like technically two for two. Yeah, you didn't do too bad. Um, I was two for two. Um, I, I don't know. Even with Carson Wentz going out with concussion, I still don't see where the Eagles really had a chance in that game. Is that they were just too depleted in every single position? I was Lane. Was Lane even starting? Because he was Lane out Johnson, again. Lane Johnson was out. Like when you guys, when you guys are constantly missing your pillars of your offensive line. That just spells bad news for you. Plain and fucking simple. And say what you want about the Jadavion Clowney hit on Carson Wentz. I, 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 everyone's raving and raving about that. You can't really do nothing about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looked kind of dirty at first, but the more I sit there and watch it over and over and over again. He didn't put his full, he didn't put his full body, like, completely into the hit. Like, it was just, it's the speed of the game. Like, the, the rule, the rule. Is it's made there so they aren't like absolutely like spearing these guys into the ground there and not pulling like the full weight. He rolled off of them. It was a clean hit, if, if you ask me. Um, but you know, er, where the issue arises every single time is the fans of that team. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's what it always boils down as to. A, even um, even as an Eagles fan, I just I wasn't even like. I mean, at first, yeah, I was kind of, like, disappointed because I'm like, well, there's no way Carson's coming back. There's no way. Sure enough, as soon as the third quarter started, they had Josh McCown, and I'm like, Carson's not playing. This game's done. But you know what? McCown's a fucking trooper, dude. He finished out that game with, what what was it, a pulled hamstring or some shit? 40 years old, pulled hamstring. Cold as shit. So that That, hamstring was hurting more than normal. That second half of that game was basically your – 2019 Philadelphia Eagles season, right there, and it had just to, riddled by injuries. It had to right that that was basically the definition of our season. So now we have the divisional round. Pretty good matchups in in this one, if you ask me. You got the Vikings and 49ers. I, Niners, if you ask me. I like the 49ers in this matchup also, but. I've been seeing a couple things online lately. The magic of the sixth seed on the road. The 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers did it on the road. All the way to the Super Bowl. The 2010 Green Bay Packers did it on the road. All the way to the Super Bowl. Do I see the Minnesota Vikings or Tennessee Titans doing it on the road? I see the Titans. That's what I was going to get to. The Vikings, however. Not Minnesota. <laughs> going, going to San Francisco. I don't see it. Can I, can I give it to them? I'll, get, I'll give... Kirk Cousins, benefit of the doubt. Yes, he had his moment of glory last week in New Orleans, but this week, absolutely not. Can I give it to him? Give it to him. Not up in here! <laughs> Titans, Ravens. 
I like this matchup. I like this matchup. This is this is the this perfect. Is, this is this is how we're really going to see how Lamar Jackson is in the playoff because, yeah, as much as he killed it in the regular season, this is the true test. Like playoffs is a whole different. It's area. a whole different league. It's a whole different ball game. And I, I like to I say, I like Tennessee's defense to be the one to finally slow down Lamar. End of fucking story. Is that I I like Tennessee's defense to finally slow down Lamar on this one. Yeah, I completely agree. You gotta have someone like at least be a spy on Lamar at all times because you don't know what that guy's gonna do. Yeah. Uh, this is a tough game to call though because I like ten- I like Tennessee. I like ten- I like Tennessee, but at the same time, it's like Baltimore and home. I. I like Tennessee by 10. In Baltimore. Yeah, by 10. I don't know. I, 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 see, I, I think it's going to be a close game, but some tells me this is going to go the Ravens' way. I'm at least going to go a field goal. I'm going to say a 27-24. 30-20. Tennessee. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> Texans Chiefs. I got my Chiefs, baby. I got my Chiefs. There's actually a stat I saw. Like, I guess Andy Reid struggles when he plays teams outside of his division in the playoffs. Like after Andy Reid struggles in general in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I understand like, like, that. Being an Eagles fan, come I I, I completely on. understand. You, you know firsthand. I had to sit there for 13 years and watch the guy struggle. Two minute warnings. You you know firsthand. And then Andy I Reed struggles and in general. Then I got to sit there and listen to him in the press conference. Well, you see, I uh, I wanted to. Uh, uh, Mar- Mar- you want to do nothing. Time's you yours. just shush. Uh, <laughs> but here, here's the thing. We all know it. The Chiefs a- have the Texans number when it comes to the playoffs. Well, here's the thing, too. This is also going to be a very different game than what it was earlier this season when the Texans ran all over your guys' defense. Yeah. Our, run, our rush defense Because ha- Texans came in your house earlier this season and gave you guys yeah. an ass-whooping. Yeah. Is that our rush defense improved massively throughout the year? And towards the last four games, I like our defense was one of the best defenses in the league. To, like the last four four games, we barely gave up any points, which is a complete one eighty from the beginning of the year. Um, I said I, I like my Chiefs. I, I I don't like my Chiefs big. You know, I like maybe about two tutties. I, I would say maybe two tutties. I'm gonna go ten. I'll say twenty-seven, fourteen. Or actually, no, twenty-seven, seventeen. Yeah, twenty-seven, seventeen. I'm gonna go with that. I like a high-scoring affair in this one. Uh, I I'm gonna say. Forty-eight. <laughs> in the freezing cold of Kansas City. Yes. Arrowhead in the freezing cold. You're going to put up 48. Um, okay. Excuse me. Do we have to go remember last year whenever they played in Foxborough freezing and New England and Kansas City literally dueled it out for like 100-plus points combined? What? That wasn't last year and it wasn't 100 That was last year and it wasn't 100 points, but... They each scored over 50. 
What last year in the playoffs? No, first year. I mean, uh, during the regular season. That's regular season. I don't care. It was still freezing cold. It can happen, people. First game of the season, you're talking like 60 it, degrees. It wasn't the first game of the season last year whenever we played New England. Last year, when you played New England, and there was a shootout. Yeah, it was towards the tail end of the year. <laughs> yeah, we, we need our producer dev looking up this game. Either way, it can fucking happen. We, we all fucking know it. Because Tyreek took that well, super long. Possible, well, exactly. Yeah, anything's possible, but I don't know, man. Y'all well, trying to give me shit, but we all know it's true. I'm not <laughs> trying to give you shit. I'm just saying, be reasonable. Seahawks, 40, Seahawks and Green Bay in the frozen tundra of Wisconsin. I love the Packers in this. I like the Packers in this as well, but like, mm, there's just something that I, I think – Russell is going to pull something out of his ass in this one. I, I just Rod- have this I think, gut feeling. I think Aaron Rodgers finally gets his revenge on Russell Wilson because for some reason Packers just couldn't beat Russell Wilson. I think with this game being at Lambeau Field with the home crowd, the home field advantage, I like the Packers in this matchup. I think this is going to be the true test for the Packers defense. Yes. This is going to be the and test. the thing about the Packers defense is they're like one of the worst – like defense when it comes to the deep pass. So yeah, and I can definitely he, see Russell trying to hit like either Lockett or DK Metcalf. And DK went off he, last he, week. He did go off on the Eagles. He and like I don't know if you remember, um, which he, is also he ran a, that. Which is also another thing I got to say about the Eagles too. Howie Roseman, way to screw that draft up. Screw the fucking pooch. You draft JJ Arcega Whiteside. A wide receiver out of Stanford. A couple picks later, what's Seattle do? They just take some guy named DK oh, you know, Metcalf. Just, just the best rookie wide receiver in the league right no now. No big deal. But I'm telling you right now, I don't know if you remember this one. He ran he just ran a straight up streak. Was that the four was that like the right towards the end of the game? Was that the one that basically called the game? Well, that that one where he completely annihilated your secondary and got behind him, and if yeah, that was the game. That was the moment there. I'm just like done. I'm telling you right now, if Russell Wilson didn't have like a little bit of pressure in his face and was actually able to step into that throw and hit him in stride, fucking gone. Yep. He would have been gone, yep. and his stats would look even like even better. <laughs> and he had over a hundred yards and a receiving touchdown and seven receptions. He, I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. You did call it. He's looked way too good all year long. He's never even well, I disappeared. Say all year long. <laughs> I mean, he did have that injury in the beginning of the year. Well, we, he was out like what a week or two. <laughs> I'd say a good first quarter of the year. By the way, boys. By the way, that game was on October 14th, and the weather in Boston. October Boston. I was going to say, you're probably looking at 50 or 60. It was cold. (laughs) They they lost it 57, 60 degrees in in Foxborough. I remember that game exactly. Everyone was in sleeves, and whenever you would see. Yes! (laughs) Tyreek is always bare armed. Fifty, sixty degrees. You don't have people wearing sleeves up in Boston. We'll go, I can go look at the pictures again if we need to. Uh, continue, continue. Either way, I like I like Seattle in this one. The point is, I like Seattle in this one. 
And the reason I'm saying that is they have an issue stop in the deep ball. That's Seattle's 101 right there. That's their offense. And they have receivers built perfectly to just run deep. Russell just has Green Bay's number. He always has. And I don't think it's going to change this this week. That's where you and I just disagree. I think I think A-Rod finally gets the revenge. I like Seattle. Because let's I, be honest, I, like I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind he still doesn't – he can't get over that 2014 NFC Championship game where the Packers just completely blew the lead and let Russell Wilson and company just completely take over in the second half. Wait, it, it. I like Seattle on it. Person in cold gear, not one. Oh not my one god, person. you're high. Anyhow, <laughs> you're he's high. Something. He's high. We're talking. I was watching the game. What TV are you looking at? <laughs> are you are you actually watching the yes, same one? What was the final score? The final score was 40, it was 40 to 43. Patriots, 83 points. That's still, not 100. Still close and fuck enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even worried about that. I'm just saying, he's saying that was a cold game and they scored. I don't think points. it was the same it one that I'm talking game. about. There wasn't. Yes, it is. It was 2018, October 14th, 40-43. Page Nine days before my birthday, I'm fake. looking at the highlights right now. Tyreek Hill. I, if you guys need to, come behind the screen. I wish this was like a live video show. Like, like I do a bridge in the gap. Because I would the, totally this is this you guys. But this is, the this is why we need to eventually upgrade to the whole video. Yeah. Someday you guys got to upgrade to the video package because this is the truth right here. What I'm telling you is the fucking truth. <laughs> Look at him right now on his phone. <laughs> he is, he's just going away on his phone right now. Look up, look up the highlights. Look up October 14, 2018, Chiefs versus Patriots. Not That's one not person's one wearing cold gear. Want. Not one person. Not a single <laughs> fucking person's wearing cold gear. Now, are you sure you're talking about 2019 or 2018? Some of them are wearing sleeves, but not like full body, like the like cold gear. Like they're wearing sleeves, like the like the like pass rusher sleeve, the shooting sleeve, the throwing sleeve, shit like that. I can't believe we're really gonna like spend. Oh, I'm, five, I'm diving ten into minutes. this. I'm diving into this. All I'm saying. This is definitely gonna be added on to the content. Please. Be like, oh, by the way, be prepared for five ten minutes <laughs> of like a complete like <laughs> battle of the minds here in Kansas City. Maybe I maybe I was thinking of the playoff game. And when do they play tomorrow or Sunday? The Chiefs. Yeah. They play Sunday. 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 Oh my God! Supposed to be thirty nine between thirty nine eighteen degrees. They play Sunday night. Three or five. Three or five. Okay. Probably yeah, be yeah, thirty nine. The temperature will I'm gonna drop. Say oh yeah. So, Second half, it's gonna be cold. Yeah, like well, that's a cold game. I don't, I don't foresee it. I, I'll, I was just making a point that it's cold as fuck, and it's I, not gonna be like it'd be crazy to see someone score hundred, almost hundred points between both teams on a day where it doesn't mean it can't happen. I know it's not impossible. I'm just saying it's not realistic. That's all. That's all. That's all I was really trying to make. The point is, it's not realistic. It is realistic because it can happen. That's, that's the that, point. That's the type of weather where you just gotta pound the rock. Yeah, it's. I, I would say a low-scoring affair. I mean, I'd, I'd actually look at all the playoff games in the past couple of years. They've all been kind of low-scoring affairs. Low-scoring, you know, exactly. Our Super Bowl last year was like, what was like 13-10? Yeah. Or something? Then like the year Rams before, was, and Eagles-Patriots, that was 41-33. to 33. Yeah. 
Well, 41-33 is not exactly what you would say oh, low scoring. Yeah, but I'm, just... <laughs> I'm saying like the playoff games were kind of low scoring. We'll see. We'll see. That that either way, we'll see. That's the biggest thing here. I'm telling you right now. But I'm, gonna, I'm watching the Kansas City game. When is I'm watching be this game, a fucking shootout. When I'm watching this it's game, it's going to be a high scoring. <laughs> the way he's talking, he is admitting that the weather in that game was not cold. <laughs> when I'm going to be watching this game Sunday, I swear to God, if it's not like snowing, a blizzard, and Arrowhead, and there's not a high scoring affair, I'm messaging you right on Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to be like, buddy. What happened to the so-called cold, high-scoring affair here? It's going to be a high-scoring game. I promise you it's going to be a high-scoring game. I know my defense, damn it. (laughs) And I know my team. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. We're going to shit a fucking brick. The defense... But that's the thing. That is the thing with the Kansas City defense every single year since we have gone to this... Like, I don't know what's happened the past three years or what the fuck changed there, but we can all say, can't see what, they're for like four or five years, they absolutely lived off their fucking defense because their offense couldn't do offense nothing. Do anything, yeah. Between Matt Castle at the fucking at quarterback and Matt, and, yeah, and Alex Smith. And then as soon as we bring in fucking Patrick Mahomes, it, our defense goes to absolute shit. Well, it just goes so, to show how how much of an impact Patrick Mahomes is. And then, ever since then, our defense in the playoffs has been exactly what it was throughout the whole entire off, uh, regular season for the most part, and we can't stop a fucking cold. So, literally, it's going to be a fucking shootout no matter what because our defense takes a shit every single time in the playoffs. <laughs> And saying that, I'm still picking my team to beat fucking Houston. Don't get me wrong. I got the Chiefs one and two, but I'm not going to put a 40-burger on the Texans. It's going to be – I'm telling you, it's going to be like 30-40 something. I'm going to say 20. Shootout. I'm giving them 10. I'm, like I said, I – Hell, I won't be surprised if it goes to fucking overtime. 27-17. That's all I'm giving it. <laughs> That's where I'm at We right will now. see. <laughs> Either way, I, I – at the end of the day, I'm taking Kansas City and the Titans in the next round. Okay. And then fucking 49ers Seahawks in the next round. <laughs> I got San Fran Green Bay in the next round. We will see. We will see. <laughs> Sticking in the NFL, we got some new coaches and some new faces in new places. Um, One came out of left field for me. Well, I, I, I guess uh, I would say there, I was two just saying, there, there's actually a couple moves that were complete left field for you. Yeah, there there was like two moves that I did not see coming. One, McCarthy going to Cowboys. Never. Never saw that one coming. But it makes sense because I I'm convinced Mike McCarthy took that job just so that he could play Green Bay and be like, fuck you guys and fuck you, AA Ron. <laughs> well, yeah, look at that. I knew McCarthy was going to. He wanted to be in the NFC East, and there was all this talk about him either going with the Giants or the Cowboys. 
And I was like, it's going to be a matter of time. He's going to pick one of them. Sure I enough, think he just wanted to be in the NFC in general. As soon as I found out that he stayed the night at Jerry Jones' house, <laughs> they had a slumber party and everything else. <laughs> him, him and Jerry were to, like playing with each other's hair and Meanwhile, doing I got each other's J- makeup. Jason Garrett's just out there, out in the tree, being a peeping Tom. Being a peeping Tom, just clapping. He's, got, he's just got like the binoculars. He's like, all right, Jerry. All right. Yeah, Jerry, play with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cradle was balls like left, he used to play with Talk about left field there to their fake. <laughs> and then, uh, wait. Staying in the NFC East. New York, what the, the fuck the were you doing? The Giants just, <laughs> here's, hear me out on this one. They panicked. This was such a panic move on Gettleman wait. and that front office because, no, no, because they had Matt Rule lined up for an interview. They were doing they, everything they could to get Matt Rule in that building in East Brunswick, New Jersey, wherever they, wherever the Giants, East, East Rutherford, wherever they're yes, at. Yes, East Rutherford. But, like, here's the thing. They had interviews lined up not only with Matt Rule, but also fucking, um, shit, he's off office coordinator for the fucking New England. I, I can't think of his fucking name right off the top of my head right now. McDaniels. Yeah, they had McDaniels lined up for an interview. But you pick the special teams and wide receiver coach? What the fuck? So it was about nine o'clock that morning. I'm like, oh, eating, fuck, we don't have a coach. I'm, I'm sitting there eating a bowl of cereal, and I see like the breaking news that says the Giants have a new coach, Joe Judge. I'm like, <laughs> I literally I put my bowl of cereal to the side. I'm like, who? <laughs> who the fuck is Joe Judge? <laughs> <laughs> Not Mike Judge. Not Aaron Judge. <laughs> Joe Judge. Fucking Joe Judge. Okay, he sounds like some backwoods hillbilly from, like, the deepest part of fucking Louisiana. <laughs> He's like, you ever go to Joe Judge? Best fucking crawfish in the fucking world, I swear to God. <laughs> man, man, I tell you what, man, that old Joe Judge, man. Like, who the fuck is Joe Judge? And what gives him the fucking... Like, this is Freddy Kitchens 2.0 right here. <laughs> Speaking of Freddy Kitchens... He's talking to Freddie Kitchens about giving an offensive coordinator job to the Giants. Hey, fucking... At this point in time... Giants, I just... Here, here's how I look at it. The Giants are like, okay, we've like massively we, fucked we up have, here. We have Daniel Jones and we have Saquon Barkley. The rest of the team, garbage. <laughs> the Giants are literally going, okay, we've massively... like We, we may have jumped the gun on our head coaching uh, hire, so... We're just going to let him hire whoever the, the fuck fact he wants. They let, they let Pat Shermer go way too soon. Way too fucking How soon. How are you going to give Ben McAdoo more time as a head coach of the New York Giants? And for fuck's sakes, Pat Shermer won more games than fucking McAdoo. Dipshit. Yes. Yeah, Giants completely going into this offseason with a hold my beer mentality. Well, they fucking helped. They <laughs> have been for the past couple seasons, but this one here is definitely like the. This, this the tall is like, glass of the tall pitcher of beer is like hold this. Now, okay, so this is like every single redneck with the Pabst Blue Ribbon. Hold my beer. Here we go. Going into Toys R Us. I'm gonna ride me a fucking big wheel. I swear to God. <laughs> Cause I've done it. <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> hey, okay, listen. Once you go into Toys R Us and you joust on big wheels. <laughs> Absolutely obliterated out of your mind. You haven't lived. <laughs> I, I guess I haven't. Speaking I was, of, I was banned by the fucking Altoona Toys R Us for like two years. 
I don't know if that's really something to be proud of. Oh, I'm proud of it. <laughs> Getting back into topic. Speaking of Matt Rule, seventy million. Seventy million, and he goes to Carolina. Years, and he goes to Carolina. He sat there and he promised the boys back at Baylor, "Hey guys, you know there's there's all this spectacle about me possibly going to the I NFL. ain't leaving. <laughs> I yeah, Wolf freaking Baylor here. I'm not leaving. I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> and then bam, he's gone. <laughs> here comes John Tepper with his freaking seventy million dollar seven year contract, and Matt Rolls just like listen." Peace. That's <laughs> 70 mil, son. That's 10 mil a fucking year. <laughs> but like I called, like I said last week at our, our, our podcast, I had, you know, Matt Rule was one of those names that was going around, potentially being a head coach candidate. I'm telling you teams. right now, with Matt Rule at the helm now, Cam is done. He's done in Carolina. And that's going to be the next question. What will be the future of Cam Newton? Is Matt Rule going to at least – see, the thing about Matt Rule is – I think he's going to at least give Cam Newton at least a shot to see where he's at. And if it doesn't work, then Cam is in Chicago next year. He's definitely going to draft a quarterback, no doubt. But I think he's just going to kick the tires on Cam just to see where it goes. I'm telling you, I I don't think he's even going to draft a quarterback. I think him, just like that that front office, is in love with Kelly. And I think they're going to roll with him. He's young. He did not play that bad for a guy that absolutely got thrown into the fire like he did. They're going to roll with him. And Cam Newton is in Chicago come next year. Mark my fucking words. And Trubisky's getting traded to New England. We we got New England talk coming up later in the podcast. We'll eventually get to that. Um, speaking of draft, uh, we got Tua and Jake from State Farm, both declaring for the NFL draft this week. Has Burroughs officially declared yet? Oh, Burroughs is easily. I well because that deadline's coming. The deadline's coming. That's going to be a tough call. That's going to make a big, drastic change of Burroughs. I'm telling you right now, I, I don't think Burroughs is going to elect. I think he's looking at his future and his Cincinnati, and he's going, nope. All I can think, all I can think of is that picture of Boomer and giving him that Bengals helmet on CBS one Sunday a couple weeks ago, and the look on Burroughs' face whenever he handed him that Bengals helmet, I could tell there was like – I could tell Burroughs just like kind of cringed as he was looking at that Bengals helmet. I'm like, that's going to be your possible – Right and there. he's and he's saying to himself, "Nope, I'm staying with Coach O for another year." He's basically pulling what Herbert did last year yeah. with, with knowing the fact that he was probably going to go to the Giants, and he was just like, "You know what? I'm going to go back to Oregon, play one more year with the Ducks." But that—that's the huge question. Out. out of all the quarterbacks have a, that have officially declared, who is Cincinnati going to go with? Because we all know they're going to draft a quarterback first pick, first round. I don't see them taking. I don't see them taking the gamble on Tua. No, I don't see them taking the game. I, I think two is going to that, fall, that's a, fall he's, into he's, like he's a gonna, second he's round. Get, I was going to say late first round, early second. But I like I said, I don't know who's going to take the gamble on Tua. That, that's that's why I'm that's saying. That's a big commitment right I there. I think two is going to fall, like fall drastically. I think this was a huge mistake for him declaring this year. I think he should have came back, re-put up his stock again, 
next year. There's really not much he could prove, though. I mean, there's, I mean, he did everything he could at Alabama. Like, what he needs to prove is that he can sp- stay healthy the whole entire year. Because well, the past too, two but... years, he's been nothing but injury riddled. He need, and that's why he's gonna fall. Like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think Tua might fall between a mid to late second round, possibly early third, third rounder. And it's yeah, all going to so be because it, of that injury. No doubt history. he's getting drafted. It's just it, who's going to be willing to take the gamble on him. That's what that's the major question. As for Jake Fromm, I, I <laughs> what is he like the third or fourth best quarterback on Mel Kiper's big draft board? Honestly, I could see Cincinnati going Jake with Fromm, Fromm. <clears throat> number one. I I like, and the reason I say that is because he kind of fits that mold that they always go after. Yeah, I mean. Not a big arm, but an accurate guy. A guy that's basically spent all four years in college. Proven leader. I just don't think Herbert will fit into that offense. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't even see Herbert even going first overall at all. No. I, I, I see him as a, late, as a later pick. Like, Fromm's really the only one that kind of, like, says, you know what, he kind of fits what Cincinnati's wanted to do one off. Thing is, if Burroughs does decide he's going to stay at LSU for another season, like I said, this is going to be completely drastic because years past, you've known who's going to be at least in the top two, maybe yeah. three picks. Burroughs goes back to LSU. This is a big change because obviously you got Chase Young out of Ohio State. He's got to be he's easily going to be a top three pick, whether it's going to be to the Redskins or the Giants, which I hate to say that because. I don't want to see him twice a year. Well, I I don't I I don't think the Giants are going to waste Redskins. Another... Redskins are all about that though. They they love drafting defensive players in the first round. That's what they've been doing the last couple seasons. Yeah. Uh Knowing Ron Rivera too. Rivera's a defensive. Oh yeah, guy too. R- Rivera. So and plus with Jack Del Rio, if, Chase Young. I'm already. If I'm already Chase, calling that yeah. a walk. Chase Young's going to be a Redskins. If Chase Young is there for them. He he's going he's going. I just don't see them. I don't see Cincinnati. I mean, they could go Chase Young, but at the same time, it's like because they need just about everything. They need everything, yeah. Now, who's to say? Because they've already because like they just re-signed um, AJ Green. I still say to the, to this day he's getting moved during the draft. Oh yeah, he's gonna get moved during the draft. I promise you. Him, and if it's not during the draft, it's definitely going to be before the midseason trade line. Yeah, it, it's him and uh, Dalton are both going to be like I'm telling you, probably going to be moved during the draft, and it's probably going to be four picks. And who's to say they don't get another first round out of, out of AJ Green? They get a first rounder out of AJ Green, and even if it's later, maybe then they take they take a chance on on. On a from or a or a Tua, and they draft Chase Young with that first with that first overall pick, and then they get a quarterback later in, See, in the first the, round. Like I said, I mean, if Burroughs decides he wants to go back to LSU, if Cincinnati does decide they're going to go Chase Young, bring in a pat, bring in some elite pass rush to go into that AFC North division, because you got to figure you got to chase guys around like Baker, you got to get to Lamar Jackson in Pittsburgh. God knows who's starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. <sighs> They're gonna try, possibly try to recruit Jesus himself. <laughs> so maybe that's where Tom Brady goes. 
<laughs> he goes to Pittsburgh. <laughs> dude, you would not hear. Dude, I can't even fathom the reaction. Every single Pittsburgh fan is like, yeah, we got the goat. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's going to go. I think there's you're going to have a, like a 50-50 mix. You're going to have like half the people who can't stand Brady because of all the years that Brady's knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs. And then you're going to have the other half that was like true football fans that are like, we just got the best guy in the game. Yeah, we just got the best quarterback. <laughs> okay, let me let me pose this question to you boys about uh, about Tom Brady. Do you see Tom Brady going to a team that just needs a filling quarterback and they have a good core, like someone like the Steelers, who they just need a better quarterback, and then the rest of the pieces are pretty much there? Or are you, are you think he's going to go to a team where like they're like totally desperate in rebuild mode and they just want to throw a guy in there to throw a guy in there? See, here's the thing. I think Tom Brady's first picks are anybody in California. I think he wants to go home. He's a California guy, so I think it's whatever California team gives him the first Most chance. Most likely it's probably going to be the Chargers. There's no doubt about it. They're trying to get asses in seats, and what better way to do it than to bring the goat in? Bring Tom Brady, Brady in. I, I, I said, this is the way I see the quarterback carousel happening this, this year. Brady's in L.A. with the Chargers. Rivers is in Denver with Broncos. Trubisky gets traded to New England to be the next whatever the fuck that you want to call him. Uh, I'm Cam Newton's is, is, is in Chicago. Andy Dalton is fucking who the fuck knows. Maybe he ends up in New England as well. And they just fucking ride him out for a year. Trubisky fucking sits for a year. Mariota, I'm telling you. Miami. Uh, no, see, here's the thing. I, I like Mariota in Miami. I think Miami's going to take the chance on Marcus Mariota. Andy Dalton to Tennessee. Maybe. Back up Tannehill. Back up Tannehill. And then Winston, maybe maybe Winston ends up, ends up in Cincinnati. And wherever the fuck they draft, they let him sit behind Winston. It's an interesting take on it. I mean... We'll see how it's going to pan out. But going back to Tom Brady, I don't know. Man. I, it's just going to be so weird not seeing him as a Patriot. Maybe Brady ends up in Denver. I mean, John Elway, John, John Elway did rule in Peyton Manning. So Conspiracy theories here. <laughs> it's a possibility Elway might be able to rule in Brady, too. Like I said, it's – like I said, it's just gonna be so weird not seeing Tom Brady in a Patriots uniform. After, I, I after think, all these years, what twenty years in Foxborough? I think the Patriots are gonna look much different come next year. Oh, drastically! I I don't think Brady's gonna be there. I think Belichick is on his fucking way out. I think Belichick's finally just had enough. He when Belichick first took over that team, and the past few years he's had every single say. And what personnel they bring in, and how how he runs his team, but I think ever since that whole Jimmy G thing went down there, where he wanted to just listen, Tom, it's not we're you know, it's time for to, for you to step down. It's now I want Jimmy Garoppolo to take over here. And I think Tom ever Brady, since he didn't get his Tom way Brady there, Brady basically said, you know what? It's either I'm going or Jimmy G's going, and the Patriots just decided they're going to well, trade Jimmy I, G to San Francisco. I think, because you, you know what was what's going around there though, for a Tom while. Tom Brady's got the leverage on this situation. Like he's got this by the balls. Well, I I, I don't think it, 
This isn't Belichick. This isn't Robert Kraft. This is all Tom Brady. Well, that's, that's the thing. Okay, whenever it was – whenever Belichick wanted to go, go to Jimmy, okay, there was speculation going around there that Kraft was like, no, Tom. And I think that's where it was kind of like starting to come apart between Kraft, Kraft and Belichick, Belichick. Brady. So I think Belichick's just finally had enough because he doesn't have the full say like he – has had year, in years past. Maybe Belichick goes back to Cleveland. Could you imagine that reunion? Could you imagine it's Cleveland the 90. hoodie back in Cleveland? It's Cleveland '95 all over again. Not to mention all the talent that's in Cleveland right now. He was really fucking. Cool. And that's the other thing too. That's the other thing. Going, speaking of Josh McDaniels earlier, I guess a couple years ago when Baker Mayfield was coming out of college from Oklahoma, entering the draft, I guess McDaniels was like high on him to come to New England. So Belichick and McDaniels both go to Cleveland. If, <laughs> and that's early too. Something tells me there's there's something brewing that it's either going to be, if not Belichick, it's going to be McDaniels going to Cleveland. Here, here's the thing. I just don't think McDaniel's is a head coach. He's a, he's basically like Lane Kiffin. Yeah, he's a great coordinator. Yes, Ter- shitty head, terrible coach. head coach. Yes, amazing coordinator, ass head coach. And everyone's just like, oh, well, he got a playoff win. Tim Tebow got you that playoff win. Listen. When big time Timmy Jim comes into the playoffs, everyone knows he gonna win. Okay, Tebow made McDaniel's look good. Tebow is a proven winner. Like this is the one thing that has always irritated the piss out and of me. And as soon as Tebow got hurt, what McDaniel's have? Tebow should have gotten more chances in the NFL. The guy is a proven winner. No one cares how ugly it is or how beautiful it is the point is the guy won and when he won that playoff game he did it in Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh's defense it was in Denver no his second playoff win was in was in Pittsburgh that overtime game the one where he threw Demarius Thomas was it that was in Denver was it that was in Denver either way Pittsburgh's that's whenever Pittsburgh's defense was at its at his high point, because oh, they yeah, still yeah. had Troy, they James still had Harrison, Troy, yeah. Paul Mollo, yeah. You're able to do that against a seasoned, proven Pittsburgh team, and they, you, then next year they go, oh, we're going to bring in Peyton Manning. Fuck you, John Lynch. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lynch did play for the Broncos, but <laughs> yeah, tail end of his career. But you know what I mean. <laughs> the point is. The guy's a proven winner, and he, all he did was win. I don't care how ugly he threw. I don't care if it looked like Think he was getting ready to throw too. a fucking shot put. Thing about <laughs> it is, though, because that's the reason why they fired McDaniels, because whenever Tebow got hurt, that was basically it for McDaniels. They brought in John Fox, then that's when they brought in Peyton Manning. Yeah. Well, no, I thought Fox spent one year with Tebow as the starter. He might have. But I know John Fox was definitely there whenever Peyton was. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think, yeah, because that's what it was. Jo- he spent one year with John Fox, 
and then Fox brought in Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. But either way, either way, Tebow should have got more more chances. Heck, whenever I, whenever Philly brought him in, that was during the preseason. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This that is probably like, his best. Chance. That was the worst time for Philly quarterbacks because you got to think too. We had Michael Vick, we had Nick Foles, then came in the whole Chip Kelly situation. Let's trade Nick Foles that, for Sam Bradford, and then hey, let's bring let's bring Tim Tebow to back up Sam Bradford. I that honestly, whenever he that they, was when Philly had the quarterback carousel going on, and that sucked. Honestly, whenever they did that, I'm like, you know what? This is probably Tim Tebow's best chance to get back in the league, because just by just by that depth chart there, and I'm like, I you knew know what? That was, that's that, probably his best. Chip bet. Kelly brought him in. I knew that was such a headliner move because I'm just like. What's he going to do besides bring more people into, like, training camp? But honestly, like, he fit Chip Kelly's offense, though. He did, but, like I said, I, I that was just a total headline. Anyway, point him. is, Tim, big-time Timmy Chim is a proven fucking winner, and he should have got more time in the NFL. End of rant. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit ranting because I'm, I love me some big-time Timmy Chim. And I hope he makes it with the Mets. Even though, even though we're Philly fans here, I hope he makes it with the Mets. I hope he hits like a he's been grand slam. The last couple oh yeah, seasons. yeah. I think Big he's up time. in Triple A this year. Yeah, like you know, he's stepping his game up. He could be a right fielder, maybe. <laughs> he's Mets. not the greatest fielder. Let's be Mets, honest Mets, here. Mets are gonna Mets. Plain and simple, the Mets are just gonna Mets. <laughs> they they end up trading everybody now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen with Cleveland, and also you, you still got Jacksonville looking for somebody too. Yeah. Who the fuck's going to end up in Jacksonville? Like, there's still a lot of questions. I still have yet to even see anything on social media or anything like that about Jacksonville. Like, well, that's, that's, so that's always been radar. Jacksonville's thing. Small market figures, it's just... That's always been Jacksonville's thing. They've always been, like, a real low-key... Like, we we didn't know that they were going to be hiring Doug Marone until they hired they Doug hired Marone. Marone. <laughs> the day of, they're like, oh, Jacksonville's finally hired a coach. And, like, you didn't hear nothing. They even do that with their free agency signings. Like when they signed Clayus Campbell, like you had no clue he was going. He was going there. If anything, if the clapper, the ginger clapper, still out there. Oh God, please no. To Jacksonville. Oh God, no, please no. Jacksonville, that would be the worst thing you could ever fucking do was bring is to bring in the ginger clapper. Like you're you're already struggling. You're basically trading Doug Marone for Doug Marone Jr. That claps a hell of a lot more. <laughs> Mustache and claps. Over conservative, can't coach a fucking defense to save his fucking life. Because oh. Doug, like, like let's all be honest here. Doug Marone's an offensive guy. Yeah. He's offensive minded. I I think the best thing that Jacksonville could do is bring in a defensive minded guy. To work and coach that absolutely dominating defense that they can have. Look for a defensive guy. Like I, I think Jacksonville should have gone after fucking Rivera. I think Rivera would have been a great fit. Oh, big time! That would have been a great hire for Jacksonville. Well, I still today I just wonder why he chose DC, like of all places. And plus, you could have brought back Jack Del Rio. Former Jaguars head coach, you could have brought him back to Jacksonville as a mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Yeah, there you go. That'd have been a perfect marriage right there in Jacksonville. I like just look at Tennessee. Tennessee did a full one eighty from the past years. 
you know, you know I mean, ever since they brought Mike in, they knew they had a strong defense. They knew that they should bring in a, a defensive-minded defensive coach. Yep. So they went from a Ken Wisenhunt. I think that's who was there before Mike. Was it, yeah, was it Wisenhunt? I want to say it might have been uh, Mike Munchak. I can't remember. Either way, they were Munchak, they were offensive Ken, guys. Ken Wisenhunt. Yeah. Either way, they were offensive guys, and they finally, they're like, you know what, we have a very strong defense. They brought in Vabril, and that defense has gotten even better since he's been there. And hell, the offense has even fucking improved, which is like, you know. Well, it's because they finally sat Mariota down because Mariota just wasn't cutting it. Well, that, and they just finally. Just, Vrabel and Mariota were just not a perfect yeah. match. Well, that and they finally said, you know what, we're going to lean on these two, on this two-headed backfield that we know that can fucking absolutely take over a game. Yep. You know, so. I have a question. What's up? Which team, because the regular season's over now, which team do you guys feel like was the worst AFC division this year? Not NFC, because that's obvious. Yeah, I say there's no doubt about the NFC. The dumpster a- fire of the, of the East. The dumpster fire <laughs> of the AFC, though. Oh, dude, the AFC North. Yeah, I mean, you got the Bengals next to nothing wins. You had the Steelers with their whole quarterback carousel. The Browns with a completely disappointing season. And then just Lamar Jackson shining. Yeah, it, it was literally the Ravens. Like, you, you could tell by week four it was going to be the Ravens division. Yeah, End I'm, of fucking story. I'm looking at it here, and it's like I'm looking at stats, and it's kind of hard for me to tell because – I want to go with AFC North because of, you know, the fact of the matter is you have your team at 6-10. and 10 and other super- yeah, and you also got to realize, too, it's just like outside of the – you got yeah. like the AFC East. It's like you got the Dolphins. Well, what they say, you're always as strong as your weakest point. Uh, so the Jets. The the, like team. the Jets had their very bright spots. They had their moments. The Dolphins the had their moments, the too. record as Denver and the Raiders and the Colts. So think about that for a minute. So basically they're not even that bad. Yeah, because like what, they, they each had like what, six wins? Something kind of like that? Seven. Seven, seven wins. wins. Yeah. So, like, that's not a horrible season. That's a seven and nine season. Jets okay. played a hell of a lot better than what most people gave them credit for. A seven and nine season to me is like an okay, like, like, you did okay. Like, you're, you're, on, you're, you're on the edge of possibly becoming a playoff team. That's what a seven and a nine record is. But do you really trust <clears throat> Adam Gase, though? No, I don't trust Adam yeah, Gase. Thank you. I was going to say, are we really, like, trying to trust Adam Gase right now? Like, if the Jets were smart, they're going to give Adam Gase one more year and let some decent coaching. No doubt. I like the Jets' def- like the defensive scheme the Jets are doing. Like, obviously, you got the pieces there with, like, you have uh, Adams. Um, trying to think who else they You say you got – well, I meant, like, defense. They drafted oh. that uh, kid out of Clemson that uh, – Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember his fucking name. But you, you, you got fucking Adams. You have uh, fucking, fucking linebacker from Baltimore. Just joined him this year. I can't fucking remember his goddamn name. And then you got Quentin Williams. Well, they did. Uh, they, they were going to get C.J. Mosley, and then C.J. Mosley decided to – no, Mosley did join him, did he join but he got hurt, remember? That's right, He got yeah, hurt, like, right. like, what, like week, week three or something like, like that? like week one or week two he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt pretty early. But you got C.J. Mosley, you got uh, you got Adams, you got Quentin Williams, that kid that they just drafted this past year, and he he played very well for a rookie. Uh, it I, just makes you wonder, too, then, how they would have kept Leonard Williams instead of him going to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute, was it Quentin Williams from Alabama? Yeah. Yes. He he's he, a different team and then go to the Jets. 
No, he got drafted. No, by he got drafted by the Jets. Ah, so. uh, uh, what is it? Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson. He's a very under, like you know, blow the radar corner, but he, he's a very. I want to say he's a great corner. He's a very serviceable corner. He's a guy that you can play your number one and get away with it. Um, Let's not forget Brian Pohl because Brian Pohl was a great corner for the uh, for the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. When yeah. They had that playoff year. Yeah. It, it's, the Jets' defense is a very good defense. I think that's the bulk of the reason that they won as many games as they did. As they did this year, because defense kept them in so many I mean, games. Because, like, let's be honest here, the offense had, didn't had do that not much. been for that defense. They were like that defense is the reason why you beat teams yeah. like the, when, the Cowboys. And when you, when your quarterback is out there seeing ghosts, um, you know. Either way, Adam Gase that that science project needs to be fucking absolutely terminated by the end of next year. We're going to be using to, by like the end of next year, their jets uh, to terminate that science hey, project. Yeah. He got hurt early. It was like week one or week and two. And Avery Williams too. They were like the faster linebackers. That yeah. Was in the, league. He was on the jets have something in the making. They just need to fucking get rid of that science project of a head coach. Um, you definitely got to work around the offensive line, too. You definitely got to get Sam Darnold's weapons. I mean, Roby Anderson's probably going to test the free agent water this offseason, so we'll, we'll see where he's going to end up that, going. When, when your head coach is openly saying that he, that he doesn't like the money or that they signed one of the best running backs in the league, because let's all be honest here, Le'Veon Bell is the prototypical back that every single team is looking for nowadays. That three down back. The guy can block, he can run, he can catch. You know, he, he's the prototypical running back that just about every team is wishing and dying to have on the on their team. And you got you have your head coach out there going, well, he's under contract for another two years. And he didn't what even, the he, fuck he are didn't you? even want him to be a yeah. jet either. Like, what's what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, you have a young quarterback that struggled his first year. Yes, you want to bring in a halfback like that that's going to be able to take some of the fucking workload off of your off of your yeah, young quarterback. quarterback. And the fact that your young quarterback can rely on that, you know, I always had that check down, and I know for a fact that the shit's going to be caught. What the fuck are you doing? Like, just you should ship that this guy out happens. right after that. This comment. what happens when you hire someone that Peyton Manning like considers listen Peyton you're a because great quarterback Peyton, but Peyton, you should not be picking personnel <laughs> Adam Gase was the quarterback coach when Peyton was in Denver the fact of the matter is Peyton's an offense himself yeah he's right, not only listen, an offensive coordinator listen, on the field listen I could have been fucking Peyton Manning's quarterback coach his, his years in Denver and have been a-okay with it because you want to know why because he's Peyton because fucking he's Manning, Peyton Manning. <laughs> He makes he pretty much made the call. It wasn't Adam Gaze. It was Peyton yeah. Manning out there making the calls himself. Peyton would have made me look like a fucking absolute genius because he's Peyton fucking Manning, and they didn't and call him a the, sheriff for no reason. That's why the no Dolphins reason. went after Gaze in the first place because that's where Gaze ended oh, up taking his he, first head coaching gig. He coached fucking Peyton Manning. He must be brilliant. It wasn't like Peyton Manning was like the sixth round pick that like you know Gaze fucking like nurtured on the way up here. Okay, no, it was Peyton fucking Manning. Okay, 
that was picked in the fucking first round and practically turned the whole entire Indianapolis organization around, okay? It was Peyton fucking Manning, okay? I could have been Peyton Manning's quarterback coach, and he could have gave, and like, I could get a fucking job, You could okay? literally just sit on the sideline and be like, uh-huh, you do whatever you want, Peyton. Yeah, cool, I'm dude. I'm just over here playing fucking solitaire, okay? You just keep on fucking throwing touchdowns, okay? No. Like, fuck like, fuck you, Adam Gase. <laughs> I want your life right now. Fucking making millions of dollars and keep on getting hired by fucking NFL teams because I coach fucking Peyton Manning. And Peyton Man- me- Man- Manning made me look like a fucking genius and he loves me so much because of my personality. Okay? Why don't you just go fuck him, Peyton Manning, okay? Stick it in his ass. <laughs> really There's two Yes, pri- please go on. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It's like fucking Hugh Jackson. How the fuck did Hugh Jackson last in fucking Cincinnati as long as he fucking did? Just keep on fucking taking it down the shitter. Just fucking, like, every single great talent he had. And just going, you know what? And then we're going to fucking trade Coleman because, you know, he looked at me fucking weird. Like, fuck you. Yeah, he had an 8-8 eight eight season. Well, he had an 8-8 eight eight season. My, I, I could have fucking had an 8-8 eight eight season in my fucking sleep that long. Jeff Fisher does it when he's awake. <laughs> exactly. Okay, <laughs> Jeff Fisher literally takes naps on the fucking sideline and goes seven and nine. Like, fuck out of here. Okay? Seriously. Or, or fucking Marvin Lewis. How the fuck did Marvin Lewis last that long in Cincinnati? I don't know how he even got an interview with the Cowboys. That's that's another thing. Like, Jerry, <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? They were scraping at the bottom of the fish barrel for that we're, one. We're going to get rid of the fucking 7-9 clapper, and then we're going to bring in the fucking 7-9 snoozer from fucking Cincinnati. It's that equal opportunity. Yeah, it's basically the... Uh, So fucking hire some, like, like interview some, like, no-name fucking coordinators, okay? Like, you know, you don't have to bring in the 7-9 and nine fucking snoozer for fucking Cincinnati. Marvin Lewis, Hugh Jackson, who else was out there that was... They just, like, overstayed their fucking welcome? Yes. <laughs> Jesus, fuck, there's been a fuck ton. <laughs> that guy said she'd just been fired a long fucking time. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Jack Del Rio, but he, like... He, his stay in Jacksonville just like lasted Last way too, too fucking long. long. Yes. Way too fucking long. It got and to the point where it's just like, all right, Del Rio, we get it. Just, just stick to the. You're, you're like eight and eight, bud. Okay, cool. Although, I think they let go. I think Oakland let go of him too fucking soon. I was waiting for me to say something. Jack, Jack was great in Oakland. And the problem was, it was, it was they let they let offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave go. Because Bill Musgrave right, went Musgrave. to Denver, and Bill Musgrave was the reason why Derek Carr, they had an offense that was cooking. Yeah. They were they were just cooking. That's why they went 12-4 that year. And then I noticed after Bill left, the whole offense just looked totally different because they hired that quarterback guru. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I, I'm sick and tired of hearing these quarterback fucking gurus. Tell you okay? what, man. They, okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I like <laughs> Bruce Arians as a head coach. But the guy's not a quarterback fucking guru, okay? No, Let's be honest here. When Carson you, when, Palmer no, 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 was fucking Carson thing about Palmer. Bruce Arians, it's easy when you had Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger in their prime. Yeah, in their prime. He was fortunate enough to work with them too. And then you finally put a fucking offensive line in front of Carson Wentz, so he's not running for his fuck. I mean, uh, not Carson Wentz, Carson, fuck, Palmer. Carson Palmer. Well, Carson and he's Wentz not still runs for yeah. his life. That, that's the thing, okay? Whenever Carson Palmer was in Arizona, they had this thing called an offensive line, something that Cincinnati never fucking had. So, yes, 
Carson Palmer a pocket quarterback, a guy that can read the fucking field and has an arm, is going to succeed in Arizona. There is no such thing as a fucking quarterback guru. Either the quarterback has it, and he fits the offense, the offense that is molded around him, or he doesn't. Nick Foles is a perfect fucking example. He right, goes right. to St. Saint- Louis, sucks it the fuck up, gets straight into fucking he went to Kansas, Kansas, City, Kansas City, played well because he fit the Andy Reid mold, goes back to Philadelphia, Doug plays Peterson. well, who was the offensive coordinator for Kansas City that year. Yep. When he was there, of course he's going to fit the offense, goes to Jacksonville, and And blows a big bag of dicks. That's because he fit the offense in the mold they were looking for. Yeah, not a Doug Marone type of guy. I am sick and tired of hearing quarterback gurus. Either the quarterback has it, or he doesn't. Or that... That's your only two options. Either the quarterback has the talent and is able to do it, or he's fitting into the fucking offense and the mold that they want him to go into. End of fucking story. Tom Brady, he has the talent, and he just so happened to also fit the mold with fucking Bill Belichick. End of fucking story. That's the thing. like you have some of these quarterbacks, you don't even need an offensive coordinator. You don't even need a quarterback coach for some of these guys. Plain and simple. Tom Brady, Brady, Peyton Peyton Manning, Manning, Patrick Mahomes. End of fucking story. Bingo. <laughs> I don't even think he even need one for Russell Wilson either. Wilson, now, no. Will, Wilson's I, football Wilson's IQ just, is... I, Wilson's just skyrocket IQ. That's all yeah. it is. Went, like, went to Wisconsin, graduated with a high, high GPA, went to uh, North Carolina State, graduated high, high GPA. The guy's just smart. He has a football IQ. That's the huge point. Um... So, that's where we're going to end it. But before we end it, I just want to give a huge shout-out to Mississippi State for dragging uh, Mike Leach away from Washington State. Didn't see that one. That was another coaching change that I did not see coming. Yeah, that was that was a bit out there. Because, uh, like, Mike Leach has been, like, living underneath the radar up there in uh, Washington Which State. Which is a good thing because he had to get out of, out of that whole situation that happened at Texas Tech. Yeah, that whole concussion. Dark I think he I, – honestly, I think he should have stayed at Wazoo. Yeah. So, but e- either way, congratulations, uh, Mississippi State. Maybe you'll become relevant in SEC, the SEC again. If we will see. If Alabama finally declines, which I don't, I don't see that see one that coming. happening. I don't see that one coming. I just see them being relevant. I don't see them winning the S- SEC anytime no. soon. But I see them being relevant. Like Mike Leach is a damn good coach. So, as I said, that's where we're going to wrap it up. We appreciate everybody that check, comes to check us out. And you know what? Our Facebook likes have been. Going up again. We got another one today. We appreciate y'all coming out and checking out the Facebook page, checking out our show. Um, Any help is good help. Uh, Just keep on doing what you're doing. Tell your friends. Tell your dog. Whisper it into your dog's ear. Maybe your dog will tell his other dog friends, and then his dog friends will tell his owners. Be sure to give us a like. Be sure to give us our Johnny Manziel five-star rating. All right, nothing to damn dogs. Thank you guys for listening. We are peacing out. Y'all have a great night. Getting branded up on soldiers left when they can it up. Standing up for motherfuckers, manning up. Don't tell it how it is. Bandaged up, cause we hurting. But we got new soul. We certain that we can do both. Cause we left and crying everything between in my emotions.
emotions cut, but I can stop.